All right. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Foundations Podcast. Pastor, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. Good, good. Uh, tonight we have uh, we have we're going to continue on the uh, second part of the Holiness Code, and uh, we're going to be talking about that. Before we begin, though, we do we want to address some um, some news articles here, and they kind of tend to lead. <laughs> into some of the stuff we're talking about here, I mean, within the holiness code, but um, there's a lot of things going on in our nation. Um, and uh, recently, and let, let me just, uh, I'll, I'll start off and let's just, I guess we'll just go into it. Uh, recently, uh, within the last, I don't know when this was, was it last week or what have you, it was in Nashville, Tennessee that a, um, a church, a Christian church for that matter, school, uh, was broken into and by an individual and uh, six individuals lost their lives. Now there were three children pastor and then there were three teachers or adults there that had lost their lives. Yes, I, I'm not sure. Uh, one of them I think was the head of the school. Yes. I think someone else was a, a teacher. Uh, yes. There and I, I, I'm not sure about the third person. I do know the children. There were two eight-year-olds. Yeah, and there was a nine-year-old, which was a pastor's daughter who was attending that school. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, and to make mention of this, you know, I've seen this narrative uh, being uh, portrayed as almost like portraying this 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 young lady who, by the way, was a transsexual woman, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, as if she was a teenager or something. She was not. She was 28 years old. We do know that she was taking some amount of, I guess, is that considered hormone? Uh, uh, it, it's whatever the treatment was. Yeah, she the, basically transition, was... Transitional medicine. Origi originally was a uh, female, I guess, and was transitioning into becoming a male as a transgender individual. 28 years old, taking these, uh, whatever this particular stuff is that they take, uh, whether it's, uh, I don't know, estrogen or, or testosterone or whatever, whatever, whatever they're putting into her and all this. But then she, according to the reports, left a manifesto. She knew she was going to die. Now, I did see uh, a little earlier that she had sent some sort of a cryptic message or what have you to somebody, and they said that she was going to die today or something like this in the, in the news. And so I'm sure she she went, and this was a kamikaze. You always used to use that terminology that she was going there, and she knew she was going to die, and she did. They killed her. The, the uh, police ran into there, a little different than Uvalde. Yes, they ran to the thing to take care of those uh, and to, to protect them, and they ended up uh, uh, killing the assailant. Now, the thing that has, you know, I think that we need to take a look at just for just a few minutes here, is the fact that she was transgender. Yes, the fact that uh, she was transgender and. There's a couple, there's some things that are surrounding this that are a little concerning. Now, number one, it brings to, and I'm just going to throw this out there, it brings to, to thought the question of that when somebody is beginning to get all these drugs and all whatever they're pumping into them, 
have, have they, this is a question, have they tested this all out to, to know that it's not going to do something emotionally or uh, mentally or what have you to this individual because she started transition therapy and she goes out and kills six people and gets shot and shoots up a school. Um, the question is, have they done the research on this or are they just, uh, there seems to be such a movement, Pastor, in this country to try to push everybody into this transgenderism. Uh, yeah, we, we see this and we also see this with them doing this to children too with yes. puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. You made a mention of something uh, earlier that we were talking about as it related to this that you know you can even take alcohol yes and uh, you know one person getting drunk with alcohol they might be the life of the party yeah it's almost silly and silly, silly and funny and and then you give the next person over there the alcohol and he might become a stark raving angry maniac yeah i mean so I, we don't I, know I, how when I grew up, I, I, I knew some mean alcoholics and uh, have encountered them as well as the silly ones. <laughs> now, the thing is, we don't know what kind, that kind of stuff could do to somebody, and I'm not sure. So I, the first thing about this is I would definitely be asking the question, have you done your research and this all the science and all this about what's going to happen to these individuals if they can handle it? You could be get juice in these people, and they start shooting people. We don't know. No, we do, we we do not know. And uh, and, and with, with the manifesto, the only thing that, that bothers me, and and, uh, and it should bother everyone, is generally a manifesto is a almost like a a call to war. That's a call to action. Yeah, some kind of action. Yeah. You know, and I, and I when I say war, I mean. You know, you have a cause that you believe in, and you want people to fight for it. Fight for it. And, uh, and so it, we don't know what this manifesto says. I'm going to make an assumption because this is a reform uh, uh, Presbyterian church yes. and school. Yep. They would hold to a biblical worldview, and I guarantee you that they would agree with what God said in the Holiness Code that this type of homosexual behavior, uh, whether it's transsexual or just, I hate using the word straight, straight homosexual behavior yeah. uh, to two men, two women, yeah. um, that uh, this is sinful. Yes. And uh, that God does, that this is not, this is outside the creative order. I've always noticed that even every homosexual I've ever had to, the chance to talk to or minister to, they're always unhappy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and part of it is that when you live outside of God's creative order, um, things aren't going to go well with you. No. It's not natural. You know, and it's, it's because God did not make us to uh, be this way. You know, sometimes we've said these things and we're not trying to make light of it, but God did not make Adam and Steve. Yeah. You know, yeah, I always, always hated that. Okay. They, they coined this phrase, and why are they using my name? I know it's it, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's what it is. <laughs> but you know, uh, this manifesto, it, if it was a call to action to oppose churches that would say that uh, it was you know, wrong, that, that they're, 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 they're not going to affirm it. They're not yeah, going to affirm, affirm it. behavior. And uh, in any form, whatever form it takes, you know, uh, it, that it's outside of God's creative order, it's 
the Bible uses the Hebrew toiva, yes. um, you know, uh, translated abomination. either abomination or uh, detestable, whichever. Um, and, uh, you know, and if the manifesto was toward that, that we need to push back against that, she was willing to kill people for it. Yeah. Um, she, and she was. And, but but with, without them releasing, and they, they have refused, they're not releasing the manifesto. This may change. We don't know. There may be pressures going on. But at this point in time, as of this airing, they have not released that manifesto to the public. This woman is dead. Okay, there's no reason they shouldn't give the information to the public, except if they were worried about what that manifesto said. Yeah, and uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and, and I want to say this as gentle as I know how to. Um, we had a church shooting a couple of years ago, yes. uh, I believe in San Antonio, and there was also another one that happened, I think, in Washington, yeah. uh, where uh, there was a church shooting. Um, and, and during that time, we, we already had a policy in our church as far as security and, and mm -hmm. things like that on how we would do it. We had to reassess. We had to really look at it. Okay. And, uh, and, and if, how do I put it? In River of Life Church mm -hmm. in, in Georgetown, Texas, um, if a similar event that happened there in Nashville were to try to happen here, we would still call the police, but they wouldn't be necessary. Yeah, we and we we take seriously the security of uh, the people that attend this church, and, and we're vigilant about it. Uh, and, um, and and so, you know, um, I feel sorry for the the school. Oh, I really do. I'm sure absolutely. that after this happening to them, it's surreal. You never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and chances are, if you go to church somewhere, it probably won't happen mm -hmm. where you're at, unless there's something that changes in this country. Yeah, like uh, we had Black Lives Matters. Wouldn't it be something if we had this and they start burning churches down or they start trying yeah, to they shoot start targeting up. churches that oppose yeah. uh, LGBTQ yeah. um, and and then they start going at. But, but okay, this is we're not trying. <laughs> well, no, How can no, you put? You don't want to scare people, but at the same time. It, it is serious. This is this is this is a time for the church to make a very clear uh, stand against this type of immoral behavior. Yes. This is a time for churches to quit affirming same-sex marriage. Yes. If you are going to a church that affirms same-sex marriage, get out of it. God's not there. Okay. We need to have a clear. Uh, uh, biblical worldview as it relates to uh, what God says about sex yes. and what God says about anything outside of a marriage between a biological man and a biological woman. Yes. Okay, because anything outside of that is sinful. That's it doesn't correct. matter whether That's we're talking about fornication, says. adultery, yeah. bestiality, mm -hmm. homosexual behavior, trans transsexual, all of that's outside of what God sanctioned between a man and a woman who's married. Yeah. And, and it, uh, it, here's the thing. Pastor is not saying that. I am not saying that. It's the word of God that is saying this, and we are called to preach his word. Now, the thing here is, is that you've got to, 
uh, again, somebody had said the other day that the lines were being drawn. I said, yeah, uh, they've been being drawn for some time, that we've got to take a stand against this, and we've got to stand for what the Word of God says. Now, um, you know, the thing with a shooting like this or what have you, it may, well, maybe we need to back off and let things happen or just let it go and not let them live their life and let us live our life. It's going to drag this whole country. Well, it has. I mean, seriously, look at the state of this country. Turn on the television set as they just indicted uh, uh, President Trump or whatever else crazy stuff is going. And we got a couple more articles for you. Yeah. we got a couple more articles for well, you. Well, we have the one uh, of this grown man who's dressing like a woman. I yeah. guess he's another. And yeah, what, what is this man? He is a pervert. He is in a school. And you got teachers and people applauding. He is giving a lap dance on a teenage girl, a ninth grader. Yes. And, and, and you say, what is going on? <clears throat> this is what's going on. Romans chapter 1. Yes. God has given them up over to uncleanness to dishonor themselves among themselves. Why? Because they have exchanged the glory of God for something else. Yes. And uh, and what is the manifestation of that judgment? And when we say a judgment, it's really an abandonment judgment of God. Yeah. Uh, the, the manifestation of it is found in verses 26 and 27, where he said, even their women... It, you know, exchange the use of what is natural. In other words, women and women in a sexual relationship. Yeah, Paul yeah. is 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 almost shocked by it. Yeah. And it and like he said, it's a symptom of it. It's when you see these things, they're symptoms. By the way, this is the only place in the scripture where lesbianism uh, is even addressed. Yeah. Okay. Two women Romans, together, yeah. and then he mentions men. The, yeah. the second verse, yeah. men uh, with men. Uh, and, and so when you see this homosexual behavior that Paul talked about, that's how, when you see it widespread, I'm not talking about pockets, it's in your face. It's in every movie. It's in, it, yes. it's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. And, you turn uh, on we, the we TV, your shows are doing are, episodes about it. I mean, they all have to do an episode. Now, it's almost like They've all bowed the knee to a God. I mean, we have Amy Grant. We, yes. can, we can name a few others. I'm not going to. The point of it is, and we don't hate Amy Grant. No, we don't hate But people. Amy Grant is an apostate. Mm -hmm. She has fallen away from her faith. Yeah. And we're calling Amy Grant to repent. <clears throat> yeah. It's not too late if you're watching this. Yeah. And, uh, but but she's, she, when we have people like that, that, that have been raised the right way. They've had a biblical worldview. They're not ignorant of the scripture. Um, you know, and then you begin to affirm this kind of homosexual yeah. behavior because somehow or another, I guess if it's in your family, it's okay. You know, and, uh, you know, and I, I've talked to, I've, I, like I said, I don't want to get too much into this, but I have talked to family members. I've had others that uh, will, with their mouth, they'll say, I don't believe this, I don't believe this, I don't, it's wrong, it's wrong and wrong, and yet they'll support it yeah. in other areas. And yeah. that is, God will hold you accountable for that. Yeah. Understand, if you affirm homosexual behavior, if you affirm homosexual marriage, 
and you're putting likes on Facebook and hearts. Yeah, and yeah. People get congratulating them. And what does Romans one say? Those that promote these things, those who give approval to these things, they are as guilty as those who do it. Yes. And yeah. and, and that's a warning. And so if you're if you're watching this video out here, and and, and I can I can understand what you're you're dealing with. I have a granddaughter who just married another woman. I didn't get to be a part of that wedding. I didn't get to go. I understand it. But God is holy. And what he said and what he revealed here in Leviticus 18, 19, and 20 yes. is, is apical. And, and in this, we've already sort of talked about it. But when you see how not only Jesus, but Paul and Peter and, and others drew from this holiness code in relation to talking about morality, especially yes. sexual immorality. Uh, we need to pay attention to this. Yeah, we need to. And that, that's why we're going through this. Uh, let, let me just, okay, so the we talked about that it's in North Carolina, a school, this was actually a community college, uh, with students as young as 14 years of age. They all got in an auditorium surrounding these transgender individuals, and one of the and one of them had a a, a nine year old nine nine year old ninth grade year old uh, student was in a, a chair in the middle of all of them. They're all laughing and having a good time and laughing at it as a transgender. Uh, individual, I guess this was a man dressed as a woman, gave that child a lap dance. Now, for those of you who do not, I, I don't want to get too graphic, uh, but those who do not know what a lap dance is, is that uh, they were rubbing themselves all over that young well, baby. Well, but to put it in plain language, he straddled her with his legs and started moving on her and doing that. And, and this is sad. You've got teachers, you've got people here, and you talk about a reprobate mind. And I'm not talking about the dude that did it. I'm talking about all those who applauded it. Yeah, all those they're who, all just had it. And, you know, and, and, you know if there's anybody, if any, <clears throat> if for some reason one of those people are there applauding that, and you happen to come across this video, I want you to understand you are sinful, you are an apostate, don't call yourself a Christian and do these things. This is sinful, and you need to repent. And God will forgive you. That's the point right here. But yeah, you know he what? will forgive you. We you have to make a clear pushback yeah. against this kind of behavior. Because if it doesn't, what's going to eventually happen? And, uh, and maybe we're at the point of no return. I don't know. Uh, but what will eventually happen is that we will, we will rot completely from the inside and, and, and if you give us another five to ten years, if we don't have something of a revival, reformation, yeah. a, a callback to the gospel, if, if it's not heeded, then we're not going to have the country that we even have right now. No. Well, and, I mean, it's, uh, it's already showing signs. You, you, you understand that they are, the, they are taking power. They are trying to take over. Uh, and I don't want to, this is not a call, uh, you know, freaking out, let's get our, our, uh, our uh, you know, 72-day supply of food and 
No, what I'm talking about, what I'm saying the, the, is the pushback yeah. has to be the Word of God, the gospel. Yes. And, I, and it's not just me and Steve doing what we're doing here. No. You've got to start in your neighborhood with your friends and the people you have influences with. And when these conversations come up, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the Word of God. Yes. And I tell you what, Holiness Code is a good place to start. Yeah, it is. It is, uh, it is a good place to start. Now, okay, so that was the, the other one. Now, the only, I'm going to just quickly mention, which I think is a good thing, in, in but I mean, the, that uh, what they did, but down in the heart of Kentucky. Yes, this is positive. In Kentucky, a, um, they, uh, they had a, uh, put a bill together that would restrict... Uh, re restrict all of this uh, transgenderism being pushed on young children and forcing them into uh, to getting or having them get uh, procedures and all that at a young age because they were afraid that they would get older, realize what they had done, but it was going to be too late. They couldn't go back and change anything. So they put a law out there and they got it through to pass. The bill went before the Democratic governor, and let me get his name here. Uh, the Democratic governor. Yeah, they we, want credit, we want to give credit where credit's due right here. Yeah. Governor Andy Bashir. Governor Andy, here, let me get my glasses on. Governor Andy Bashir vetoed this bill. So all of you in Kentucky... When the election comes around, if you fear God at all, you need to vote that man out of office. Yeah, you need to get this guy out of there. He vetoed it, but here's what the good thing that happened was that the state, the capital, the state government, the I guess the house, the house and the Senate there, all voted to override his veto and so that they could get that bill through, and they won. And they won. Now the thing here is what that caused, of course was huge, riotous protests at the Capitol against the Republicans for doing this. So I want you, I want you to understand something. Sodom did not start that way. Sodom was established as a city at one point in time. It didn't, they, they, they didn't say here, everybody who is gay... Everybody who's a transgender, uh, you need to go to Sodom. That's the only type of people who will have it. It didn't start that way. It got that way when they allowed things to happen. In our country, we are getting more and more towards the point that when, when in the, and Pastor, correct me, uh, Job and his, not Job, what was it, uh, Lot, sorry, I've been doing studies on Job today. Lot and his family were living in Sodom. Two angels that had come from just speaking with Abraham had come to the city to go visit Lot. Lot met them at the gate to bring them in and tried to get them into his house because the, guy, the, the men of the city were knocking on the door saying they wanted to come in and have sex with these men, with these angels. And by the way, they didn't know they were angels. They didn't know that, no. And uh, that brings up a whole new uh, situation here about when we're talking about Nephilim and all that. But anyway, what 
what that what they did. But you see, here's the thing. Sodom had to get to a point where you couldn't walk in the city without getting assaulted by a homosexual. Yeah, basically a homosexual gang. And this is, you know, you read that in context, and I would encourage anybody to go look at it. Yes. The angel actually struck them, the angels did, yeah. with blindness. And the lust, the homosexual lust was so strong that they were still groping at the door to try to get in. Now think about that just for a second. I mean, you think if you got struck, everybody with supernatural blindness, that opened your eyes and you'd repent. Yeah. And that's where we're going in the country. And if you want to know, well, say, how can I personally push back on it? Well, first of all, we, in a loving way, we can speak what God said when asked about this. Yes. Don't back down from it. Yeah. But here's the next best thing you can do. And that is when these movies come out and they want to put this homosexual behavior in them, quit watching them. Stop quit supporting it. Yeah, if you go to a movie and pay them your money, you're supporting it. If you go to Starbucks and you pay them money so they can fly their employees out to, to places to allow them to have abortions, you are supporting the abortion. Yeah, quit, quit drinking Starbucks coffee. Send a clear message. Yes. You know why? Because I will guarantee you there's a whole bunch of Christians that are supporting that. Yeah. You are supporting them. They have made this a banner. This is not something that they just, they're trying to, it's real subtle. No, they are in your face about this. By the way, they did this on the issue of homosexual behavior uh, years ago. That's why I quit drinking Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a, a, a rant on Starbucks, but this is just an example. Quit. Quit supporting, whether it's companies or movies or whatever, that are just going to just blankly do this. Because yeah. if you, you affect their bottom line, yeah. they'll stop it. And, uh, and another thing is, is that don't, you know, what the pastor said, in a loving way, yeah, tell them what the word yeah, of God says. Yeah, we're not saying go out and get your gun and start killing people. No, God no that would be sinful. No, that's not what we're saying. We're so we're saying push back. We're talking about making a stand. You've got to stand. You what these uh, we're going to all stand before God, and He's going to see what kind what well, side of this we are on in this uh, in this generation. Yes. Okay. All righty. And so anyway, I, I thought you were going to say something. Oh no. But but the the, the thing here is, and then. Um, Another thing is, is that we have got to, uh, when you go to your voting booths, you've got to vote. You've got to know who is standing for and against these things. And you've got to take your stand against them. It, 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 you know, we're not telling you who to vote for. I don't have any people right now in my head. But the thing here is, is that you've got to stand for righteousness as a Christian. Yeah, I had a, um, a conversation uh, visiting some uh, members of our church today, and, uh, and one of them had made a statement uh, about the uh, holiness of God. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, of course, knowing we're going to do this podcast and stuff, and, and he, some of that did come up, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and, but, uh, you know, one of the things I, I told the, the lady that was talking about it, she was talking very passionate about it. Yeah. And that you know that God is holy, and people need to understand that. 
and the, the fear of the Lord is something that is so lacking. Yes. And and I said, you know, I said I saw a Facebook post. In fact, one of my friends and I almost said something, but decided I wouldn't. I could call his name. He might be watching this. If he is, brother, you need to listen to what I'm going to say. He uh, he had a he had a post, and he said, if you don't start out with God is love, then you basically do not know God, and you're not worshiping. That is so false that it's, <laughs> it's not beyond, uh, you know, when I saw it, I, and I thought, dude, have you read your Bible? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, you know, I don't know this guy well enough to, I mean, he's a Facebook friend. Yeah, sure. And and maybe he's watching this because he's liked some of our videos. And okay. You, know, you, might, you might never like it again after this, but I'm going to tell you the truth here. We don't start with God as love. We start with God as holy. That is his revelation to man to begin with as Yahweh and that he is holy. And in fact, the declaration is, and you know where we find that? We find it right here in this Holiness Code. Anyway, that he said, I am holy and you are to be holy as well. Yes. And from God's holiness, because he is perfectly holy, out of that comes his love. Yes. It comes as mercy, his grace, but his wrath. Yes. And his judgment. All, all, all of blessings. that all of that flow, blessings, blessings all flow of from his holiness. Yeah. And that he he commands us to be holy as he is holy. And he and like in what is it, the Deuteronomy twenty is it twenty eight? Where they have all of the, the blessings. blessings and all that yeah. and everybody, oh the blessings of blessings. Well hold on. Read it. It says if you you follow all the commandments, it didn't say just a few, all the commandments that I tell you and you stay, you know, you hold to those commandments. His law or his rules, his commandments come before the blessing. Yes. So in fact all the all the promises of God. And uh, yes. whether you're talking old or new testament are conditional upon us walking with him. And people that do not fear the Lord don't generally obey the Lord. That's correct. That's true. And Jesus talked about that. We're not to fear the one who killed the body. We fear the one who killed both uh, the body and the soul in, the, in yeah. hell. He wasn't talking about the devil there. He was talking yeah. about his father. Yeah. And and so, you know, God is holy. And, and by the way, that is in this Levitical code here. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and um, that, that, that reference is. And so, you know, when we go through it, of course, you know, we're, Tonight, we, we, we've got just maybe 30 minutes to deal yeah. with this, but tonight so, what we want to do is uh, we want to look, we stopped at verse 6 last time. Yeah, and what, what I want to do here, and we're going to get into the study, if you want to follow along with us, get your Bibles, and not the living Bible, not the message, or some weird, or any, anyway, uh, get like a New King James, or King James, or American Standard, that type of thing that you can Anyway, I'll stop. <clears throat> anyway, but we're starting in verse 6. One of the phrases that he uses, and follow along with us. This is, by the way, this is Leviticus 18. One of the phrases that we have to understand, and I think we said this last week, but let's reiterate it as we delve uh, deeper here. None of you shall approach anyone who is near kin to him to uncover his nakedness. Uh, this is verse 6. The term uncover his nakedness, Pastor. That's not just tearing his clothes off. No, that's having sexual relations. Okay. 
That is having sexual relations. So we have to understand that when we see this, because it's used a lot in this Levitical code, um, uh, that that is what it means, having sex with them. So first of all, in verse 6 he says, I am the Lord. He said, you will not approach anyone who is near of kin to you. That means your relatives, your, your family, your, you will not approach to them to have sex with them. Now let's go to verse 7. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife you shall not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. The nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you shall not uncover. I'm going to stop right there for a minute, my pastor. I'll let you kind of delve into the next uh, set here as we go. But what it's talking about is you're not to have sex with your father or with your mother. You're not to have sex with your sister, the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother. Now here, this is the thing is that what about half Half, you know, like, okay, so I had, uh, my, my, my parents <clears throat> divorced. My dad had three other siblings, uh, or whatever, half uh, sister, half brothers, that type of thing. But they still were my fathers. Yeah, that would still be incest. So I am not to have relations or go marry them or date them or whatever, with a half-sister, a half-brother, you know, I, I, I would hope that we don't have to get so down in the weeds on this to explain this, but this is what he is saying. Up to uh, nakedness, uh, the nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you shall not uncover. Um, okay. So that's there. So what's your immediate family here, you're not supposed to be having sex with. Okay, Pastor, go ahead. If you want to, you want to read verse 10 on? Uh, it says, the nakedness of your son's daughter. So, um, yeah, now we're talking about that's grandchildren. grandchildren. Yeah. Are your daughter's daughter, their nakedness, you should not uncover for their, naked, for their nakedness is yours. Mm -hmm. In other words, this is, these are, you know, it, it's hard for me to imagine this. Uh, uh, verse 11, the nakedness of your father's wife, a daughter uh, born to your father. She is your sister. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's blood relative. It's your aunt, yes. right? You shall not uh, uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister. This is also your aunt. For she is your mother's blood relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. Uh, she is your son's wife. <laughs> you shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman. 
uh, and her daughter. So at this point now, we're getting outside the family. Yeah, we're we're, we're venturing out. Yeah, we and, got the uh, the nuclear. So basically, father. he's yeah. saying in seventeen, you don't have sex with a woman and her daughter. No. Okay. And uh, uh, to uncover her nakedness, well, actually, he said it's blood relative here. So I don't. Well, I guess because those two are blood relatives. And it says it is lewdness, or um, actually you could translate that, it is wickedness. It is, and, it uh, is wickedness. And then um, uh, it says you shall not marry a woman in addition to her sister as a rival while she is alive to uncover uh, her uh, nakedness. And, you know, I, it, it, this reminded me when you were reading earlier about the ideal of you know having someone having sex with their father or mother, yeah, and uh, and so obviously this is going to apply to whether you were a man or a woman, you know. So uh, I had a young man call me on the phone, and this is oh wow, this is over twenty years ago, and uh, and, and he called me on the phone, uh, and he wanted to talk to me. He said, uh, you know, I'm, he told I'm not, I can't say everything because it's too graphic, oh, but yeah. but the bottom line was. Um, he was, uh, well, anyway, he, he was doing things sexually with himself, I'll just put it that way, in front of his mother. And she would be naked in the same room with him. And, of course, he's disturbed. He, and this guy was in his 20s. And, uh, and he knew it was wrong, by the way. What, what, it, the, the, that wasn't his problem. He wasn't confused about that. Um, and... Uh, and then he told me that while he was doing it, he even touched his mother. Um, and, and that's what kind of threw him over the edge. And I, and I told him, I said, sir, I don't know how to say this to you in any other way. You need to get, and this guy was like about 26. I said, you need to get out of that house. You need, you have other relatives, you've got other places you can go. He said, well, yeah, you need to pack your bags and leave. I said, because if you do, you know how disturbed you are right now. You're twisted in your head. You, if you think you're bad right now emotionally, if you stay, you're going to end up having sex with your mother. And if you think you're twisted up in your head right now, you're going you're gonna to have severe issues if you do that. And, and part of that is, and why, why this prohibition against incest is here is because psychologically, not only is it immoral in the sense that it's immoral, but psychologically, it'll warp your head. Yeah. It, it, it'll do something. It'll scar you up emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and, and God knows that. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you say, well, maybe there is someone out there that are doing these kind of things and it doesn't bother them. I don't believe that. No. I don't believe that at all. No. No. And <clears throat> the, the, this is just, any, anyway, the, the one that's just really, stand, that, uh, that uh, take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, I mean, we're, we're getting down into generational yes. types of situations here, yes. and um, and this type of stuff is for, forbidden. Now, here, and I want I want to draw the the picture for you so you understand. He's telling them, "Don't you be doing this," because they were doing it in Egypt, 
And they're doing it in Canaan where you're going. Yeah. And so, and, and, and by the way, uh, the, the punchline to all of this in 18 is that God uh, uh, is driving these people out because of these things. Yes. And, uh, and, it, and all of this is considered toy bob behavior. Yes, it's abomination or yeah. just and, uh, and, you know, he's going to go on, and, I, and we're not going to be able to get into this tonight. I don't, at least I don't think well, we are, but the ideal of, uh, the ideal of, uh, you know, um, well, beyond just the incest he gets into, uh, bestiality, he gets into homosexual behavior. Yeah, yeah, well, we're, uh, we're going to get down to I don't think we'll get there tonight. No, we're not going to get there. One of the things that, that you know, we, we mentioned last week, and I want to mention it again, is someone says, well, how do we know this applies to us? Well, there's numerous ways we can know this. Number one is that whatever is restated and affirmed in the New Testament as it relates to the law of Moses applies to you. Yes. So, do we need to sacrifice lambs and no, goats? No, 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 we don't do that. That was fulfilled in Christ. Mm -hmm. Are we to keep festivals and feasts? In other words, do God judges based on that? Or maybe no. mixed fabrics <laughs> or all this other stuff? No, God, that's not applicable to the believer today. Yeah. In fact, that's not even applicable to a Jewish believer. All no. right. Uh, they, those were there were there were purposes for some of that stuff that were distinct to Israel then, uh, but but what does apply to us uh, beyond what is restated in the New Testament by an apostolic voice or Jesus Himself yeah. is the things that God judged Gentile nations for, yeah. things that were considered toy bob. Um, God judged. Egypt because of these things. Yes, they did. Uh, he judged Egypt. Canaan. Canaan. Ezra that he yeah. drove nations out because of this. Yeah. Uh, you go to Deuteronomy 18 and you list those nine occultic things that are mentioned there. Yes. Uh, everything from divination to necromancy. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and then what, what did God say? He drove those nations in Canaan out because they did those things. Uh, God never judged a Gentile nation because they wore mixed fabrics or ate shrimp, okay? But what he did judge them for was occultic matters mm -hmm. and this gross immorality. Yes. Those things did. apply to us. Yes. It's still wrong to have sex with your mother. It's still wrong to have sex with your aunt. Yeah. It is sinful. What we looked at last week briefly and, and uh, is Romans 13, Paul's making an argument uh, about being subjective to the authorities. And, and, yeah. and, you know, and then he, he, he gets into that fact of, you know, we are to owe nothing to anyone but to love them. And, you know, if we just stopped right there and we didn't read anymore, what does he do? He goes, he starts quoting the commandments, the Ten Commandments. Yes. And then what does he do? He drops in and says, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And where is that found? It's right in the middle of the holiness code. It's in Acts 19. I believe it is verse 18. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Or maybe 17. Um, and, and, and so right there, you know, uh, we, have, we have Paul bringing this into it. First uh, Corinthians 6, I think it's verse 9 where he talks about two phases of homosexuality. 
uh, you know, one uh, being more the active homosexual, the other one passive in the yeah, sense yeah. of gen how you, not gender, but the orientation of how that, you know, that, that, that is played out. Where did he get that? Once again, you go back into the holiness code. What man shall not lie with a man as he lies with a woman. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, of course, he was using the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Hebrew Scripture. And that's where, you know, we get some of the Greek words, and we can talk about them later. But, but the, the, the point I want to bring out is that the reason you have uh, Paul and Peter, and you can make an argument about Jude, and, 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 and of course, Jesus himself, and they're all quoting from the Holiness Code in here, is because this is applicable to every generation from the time it was written by Moses to right now. Yeah. And uh, and we and, and I call it, when we say holiness code, that's not my term. I've heard other people use that. The reason I like to refer to it as a holiness code is because God is holy. Yes. And it's in this holiness code where he says, I am the Lord and I am holy and you be holy. So mm -hmm. when Peter quotes that, where's he quoting it from? Out of the holiness code. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. So, okay. So that chunk that we just dealt with all involves incest. And that's what it's called. Now, and Pastor, I'm just going to say this from, from I, I, I read a lot of articles and on that type of thing uh, and, and all that. And we've, we've had to deal with this before. But there are a lot of individuals who... See, you know, it's kind of funny. I had to read the, uh, for, I, I just started the new job. And I, we had, there's uh, bylaws or, what, or whatever the, the rules when it comes to in, internet usage of your computer, the one they're giving you. And at several places, it was it emphasized. I mean, they had it in several locations. Do not look at pornography on the internet. And I'm over here going, wow, they have to put it in there so strong because they've been catching people doing it. And these fools download this stuff and put it onto their computer too, which is just, just amazing. But anyway, the thing is, is that one of the, uh, one of the things that there is, there's all sorts of filth and perversion within that realm on the internet. And one of the big things is incest. And it's just, it's, it's disgusting, it's horrible, but at the same time, it's what's going on. Yes, and uh, I mean, this, this I mean, a big deal as it relates to incestual things. You know, you may be thinking to yourself, if you're watching this, well, I, I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Do you know that almost every abused child is either abused by a relative or a very close friend. Yeah. And uh, and, that, and that is sad. And, and by the way, if you've been abused and we're not trying to, to to bring pain on you, if you were abused as a child, it's not your fault what happened to you. No. And uh, and and God can God can make that where uh, well, He can make it right. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. He can do something in your mm -hmm. life through His Word so that He can bring you to a place emotionally. Yeah. Where it's as if it never happened. Yes, yeah, and, uh, and, and and that's our prayer for you. Uh, yeah. you know, and and so we're not trying to cause people un uncomfortable feelings because of something that happened to you. And uh, but 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 you know that that's a sad thing. Uh, 
this this is kind of a funny funny story. Um, I was I was raised around a lot of second and third cousins. Okay. You know, and uh, and what I mean by that is that you know by by by. By the way, I think you can legally marry a third cousin. Third cousin. I think you can. Because uh, yeah. you know, you're getting third way down cousin. there then. Yeah. But when you're raised around a bunch of third cousins, they don't feel like third cousins. Mm -hmm. They're just cousins. Okay. So as I, uh, you know, after I graduated, uh, you know, high school, went off to Southwestern Assumagot College. And, uh, and I remember I was coming to one of my relatives' house, and I met one of my third cousins. Okay. And... Uh, and, and I and I think at the time I was, I think I was I think I was twenty. I wasn't married yet. I hadn't met my wife yet. And uh, and one of my other relatives, and I won't leave them nameless. But anyway, uh, they they told me they said, hey, uh, this cousin, and I'm not going to mention her by name. She likes you, and she really wants to date you. And I think at that time she might have been seventeen. And. Um, and I, and I told this person, I said, I can't date her. That's my cousin. Mm -hmm. She said, she's your third cousin. I, said, I don't care what kind of cousin she is. I grew up with that girl. Yeah, there ain't no way in the world. I mean, to me, that just, it repulsed me is what it did. Yeah. And uh, and, and by the way, that and that, that wouldn't have been incest. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that I couldn't even see myself. Because it had been one thing. If she was a third cousin that lived in another state, and I never met her before, mm -hmm. but that's not what we're talking about. No, that's somebody that we, our families have been on vacation over and over again. I knew her sister, yeah. her brother, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you know, and it just it was it, it was so foreign to me, um, and I, I just I couldn't believe that it was even suggested. Yeah. And, uh, and and so you know that should be our response. I'm going to be honest. I, if you married your third cousin, we're not trying to prank on him. Yeah, But the point I'm trying to bring out is we should not be yeah. looking at blood relatives, no. regardless of what blood they are and where they're at, and looking at them in a sexual way. No, absolutely. Uh, you know that, and if you've got an uncle, or you've got an aunt, or you've got a, God forbid, a sister, or a dad, or a mother that's looking at you like that, you need to get out of there. Yeah, you need to. Uh, you, you, there is. A, we don't have time to go into it, but there is a story of one of David, David, King David's kids that had yes. an issue. Yes. And uh, maybe one day we will bring that up. We, we can go through yeah, that. Yeah, and, and that was an ancestral relationship. Yeah, body forced to say right yeah. But at the same time, it was uh, it was wrong. And God says no. So that's just the way it is. Um, okay, let me see. Okay, I got five minutes. I'm going to bring up now this next chunk. Brings uh, Each phrase brings in a separate situation. Okay, I'm just going to go for the first one. That's the okay. only that, that, that it is. It says in verse 19, if you're following along, also you shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is in her customary impurity. And I'm going to stop there. Now, 
we're not here to teach you the birds and the bees. We are here to, to bring you the law. And we understand that women have a time timely every month. According to this particular thing, you are not to be going to have relations with her during that period. Now, let me give you what I think the, the main approach to this is. Notice it says you're not approach a woman. He doesn't call the woman the wife. Yes. She's a woman. I think there's an issue that if you wanted to do this with a woman or menstrual cycle, you you would not get her pregnant. I think there's that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting away with something. Uh, the point of it is, uh, first of all, yeah, we don't do that. You know, you don't you you, you, you don't have sex with any woman you're not married to. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a woman, you don't have sex with a man that you're not married to. I don't, it doesn't matter whether this woman is on her monthly time or not. Yeah. Uh, we, we just don't do these things. No, no, no. Now, um, in the Jewish tradition, let me pull this in here. We, we know that the woman, this was the, that according to Jewish tradition, they did not approach the woman at that particular period. Well, at that period of time, they were considered unclean. Yes, they were considered uh, unclean, and therefore they were not to... Um, who was it? Was it Rachel? Uh, Jacob's wife? Rachel. I think she, she was, was sit sitting on the... Well, yeah. she's covering up her... Uh, uh, she, she had stolen some idols from Laban. Yeah, from, yeah, I, remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, she was sitting on the thing, and she didn't. Uh, she couldn't get up. Because it was her time of the month. Yes. And that, I'll, I'll guarantee you, if she had idols under there, uh, or gods, and, and this type of thing, lied, and through that whole situation, that woman was barren. So, I, you know, I, that, there may have been a tie-in, but I'm not sure. Well, I'm not 100% for that. Well, you know, and when we're talking but, about this, too, um, like I said, I think the biggest issue here is it's dealing with somebody you're not supposed to be with to begin with anyway. Yes. But uh, but we do know that a woman was considered unclean during that time. Obviously, in a New Testament concept, that is not true. It's never restated in the New Testament about a woman on a menstrual cycle that she can't come to church and she can't be around people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that we're not stating that. That, that that's you know that's the case there. I think this is a bigger issue that you're. It's just like everything else. You're 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 messing around with somebody you shouldn't be messing around with. Yeah. Uh, no, no. And I remind you that the woman with the issue of blood or the flow of blood. Yes. Uh, was considered unclean at yes. that time in Jesus's ministry. Yes. Yet she still risked it. Yeah. You think about it. She risked that. Yeah. And pressed through that crowd, touched his garment, and the power, the the anointing on Jesus went into her body, and the flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body. She was healed of that affliction. Of course, Jesus, then knowing what happened, uh, you know, said, "Who touched me?" And and then when she, fearing and knowing what is done in her, she told the story. That's how yeah. we know it yeah. is because she told it. You notice that Jesus does not look at her and say, "Hey, you were on your uh, month, not monthly. You were bleeding, 
uh, and you're unclean, and uh, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm gonna take that healing back from you. Yeah, he did. No, he said, daughter, your faith has your faith made, has you, made well you well. Be, yes. be go, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And so, you know, the issue isn't to me. I mean, I, I'm not trying to make an issue of it, but the issue to me isn't so much that she's on her menstrual period. I mean, that's how it's said in the New American mm -hmm. Standard. The issue is, this is a woman, whether she's on it or not. <laughs> She's not your wife here. No. Uh, this is a woman. And uh, your wife might be a woman, but <laughs> she's more than just a woman. Okay. Yeah. So, and we, we see it reinforced as well in the no fornication, no adultery, yeah. this type of thing. So, yeah. And then that's what he's addressing a woman, but her customary impurity. Now, If you are married to a woman, and she is during that particular customary time, and she doesn't want, you know, you know, the thing here is, is that with a man, with a, a, a male, if you are so lust driven that you cannot get by, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I even should even get into that, but you know, within a marriage and in a relationship, you should love and respect and and. Uh, care and be concerned with for well, yeah, your wife yes and uh, you know and, and to be honest with you i mean I, to me well i'm not, I'm not going to get into all that but but it, it's just take it if you're married this is an opportunity for you to uh draw closer to god yeah. uh this is <laughs> fasting possibly <laughs> this could be your you know however many day fast uh, yeah. uh this would be a great time to do that and uh, and you know so uh, that would that would be my recommendation for you. All right. So in the Holiness Code, we get into all sorts of things as we go forward here. And uh, yes, it's about time. So we're going to stop there on verse nineteen. We'll go start with twenty again next week. Uh, yes, this is several parts, and hopefully we don't have. Well, who knows what's going to happen in this world uh, with news and this type of thing. But, I mean, if it's something that has to do with us and that really we feel that God would move us to say something about it because it affects your lives as well as all of our lives in Christendom, we will say it. We will deal with it. Um, so, but uh, as for the holiness code, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, today, well, what did we do? We covered the whole term of incest. Uh, and also we talked about the uh, customary time, that type of situation. And God was very strict. He said, I am the Lord. He expects you to listen to him. Yes. And so, anyway. All right, Pastor, any closing thoughts? Well, uh, my only closing thought, uh, thought would be uh, take this seriously. Yes. Take it seriously. Yeah. It's God's word, and uh, God is holy, and yet that holy God loves you. And uh, but His, but it doesn't change His demand. And uh, and if you're a, a believer, uh, as as we are, uh, we're not saying that we're better than anybody else. We're saying that we have been covered by His blood, Jesus' yes. blood. Yes. And uh, that gives us a privilege. I'm not going to use the word right. I don't like that word. Uh, it gives us the uh, the offer to draw near to him. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the Lord, 
uh, I would I would I would call you to repentance. I would call you to give your life to Jesus, to believe in your heart that that not only did He die for your sins, but that God raised Him from the dead. Mm -hmm. You confess Him as Lord. You ask Him into your, your life, and He'll do it. Yes. And you become a brand new believer, and the Spirit of God will come inside you. And you'll become a new creature, and you'll be like those that Paul talked about. Such were some of you. Yeah. But now you're washed, you're justified, you're sanctified, mm -hmm. and um, and that's the work of the Spirit. That's the work of the of the finished work of, of, of Jesus on the cross that's applied to your life. And, and you know, if you don't know Him, call on Him today. And 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 and, 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 and if you do that, let us know you did that. Yes. Make a comment. I give yeah, my life comment, to Jesus. A, a I mean, we would like to know because we'd like to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And if you put a comment down there, then we'll know. We, we'll lift you up in prayer. Not that our prayers are any better than anybody else's, but we'll, we will pray for you. Yeah. And, uh, and and you might be able to um, find out where you're at if you want that. But you need to find a church to go to, a good yeah, Bible-believing Bible church. church. And, uh, and that'll be a blessing to you. So, yeah. Well, may God bless you. We hope you uh, tune back in. We also have some of our uh, Biblical Institute seminars yep. that we're doing, and there we'll be releasing them on Roku eventually. Yeah, eventually. Our, our Roku, we're just working through certification right now, and uh, we will be releasing the station, brand new station on Roku, free of charge, too. Yes. Where uh, we have, uh, well, the, with the Institute, we're doing classes now, and uh I think I went ahead and shot one out there as a preview for people to have a taste of what we're doing yeah. uh, in teaching Old Testament survey, the Pentateuch, and the pastor's doing the uh, layman's Greek. And uh, if you haven't, and even if you're at our church listening to this and you haven't attended, y'all need to come on down because there's blessing and when we can discuss it and we can, as a group, uh, study the yeah, Word of God I, together. There's just a lot of oh, blessing. there today. is. And I'll give a big plug. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Brother Steve's presentation uh, in, in Genesis, uh, well, on the creation. And then yeah, delving and, into Genesis yeah, bringing out more questions yes. than answers. That's great. <laughs> no, actually, the, the, you could uh, this go so far. Uh, we're studying that. We're going through Genesis now, and we'll be going through the first five books of the Old Testament. But anyway, it's a, and we just invite you to come. If you're in the area, come on down. Uh, 7 o'clock Tuesday evenings here at River of Life Church. We'd love to have you. Um, and uh, there's a lot of other things that are coming down the pike. So keep praying for us. And I tell you what, Pastor, let's just quickly, I know we're a little a few minutes over. Let's pray for those folks and all that situation in Nashville and those, that school there. Could we do that as we yeah, close? Let, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we always get this opportunity uh, to be able to come before you. You truly are holy and you love us. And it's through the blood of Jesus that we can draw near to you and, and have the full assurance of faith that you're listening and that you're hearing. And God, you see uh, the, the pain that happened as a result of this shooting in Nashville. And, and Lord, I can only imagine what that must have been like. Lord, help the people there. Yes. May you minister to them. And it seems almost if it's like words, there's no words that, that I can that I can give to bring any comfort to anyone. But when I ask you to bring them comfort and I ask you to bring them peace, 
I'm trusting that you will supernaturally do that because that's what it's going to take. And I pray you help them. And I pray, God, uh, anyone that was associated with this, anyone, that, not just the church, but anyone that, that's been affected by this because of uh, the knowledge they had of these people. And my understanding is one of these people that were killed uh, actually graduated from a Texas school here. Yeah. Um, Lord, comfort them and help them, Lord. And, uh, and once again, if there's anyone that's watching this right now, whether they're associated with this Nashville uh, incident or not, and they don't know you, may they call on you today. Yes. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Come back next week, same time, same place, uh, out here. And then we're going to be continuing on with the Holiness Code. And uh, study along with us because this is good teaching and this is good for us to know and to understand. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. And we'll see you next week.